You're listening to the Tigers Den Podcast. New episodes dropping every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Central Time, available to stream across all platforms. Also, be sure to check out Play Callers. New episodes dropping every Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Central Time, available to stream across all platforms. Hello and welcome to the Tigers Den Episode 12. we got a great episode planned for y'all, and we're just going to get right into it. My name is Taylor Gottney, and we have Reese Kinder and Max Mesman with their segments planned. And we actually have a special guest who's a huge fan of the pod, so stay tuned for that. And a new segment by yours truly, Taylor Gottney. Let's go with the Weekend Rundown by Reese Kinder. This is the Weekend Rundown. How's it going, guys? You know, uh, another week. Uh, you know, last week we were all off. We were kind of kind of tired, uh, you know. But I'm just going to get it started. We had college football championships this weekend. Uh, you know, some of these decided who made the college football playoff. Uh, some of them should have decided who made the college football playoff. We'll get into that later, though. Um, but, you know, I'm going to get started with a Friday night matchup between Oregon and Washington. You know, it was a great game between these two. Uh, Washington ended up coming out on top 34-31. to um, Michael Penix Jr. Uh, had a great game, and so did Bo Nix. Both of these quarterbacks looked elite out there. A lot of NFL talent out there. Not going to lie. I mean, it was a great game. And then Saturday, we had the SEC championship between Georgia and Alabama. A lot of fun uh, <laughs> A lot of fun between these two teams, you know, especially Alabama's uh, miracle um, against Auburn uh, the week before. And then they end up beating Georgia in Atlanta to win the SEC championship. Jalen Milrow had a heck of a game. You know, it just looked like Georgia's defense wasn't there. Um, this whole game, uh, just weren't able to stop Alabama's run game at all. And Alabama came out on top there. And then the Big Ten Championship between Michigan and Iowa, um, it was just a blowout. Boring. I kind of mm-hmm. figured this would happen. Yeah, I mean, Iowa has no offense whatsoever. I'm glad they're probably going to fire their offensive coordinator at the end of the year. Um, and, yeah, Michigan, 26-0. It was, uh, I think we all saw this one coming. And then ACC Championship, um, also Saturday. What a game by Florida State, you know, 16-6. to six. Uh, not, not a lot of high scoring here, but, you know, Florida State still came out on top, 13-0. That's a big highlight for this game. Um, Florida State finishes 13-0, but we'll get into that later, like I said. And then the Big 12 Championship, Texas absolutely demolishes Oklahoma State. Um, that was a great game by Texas. Quinn Ewers had a heck of a game, four touchdown passes and an interception. And, you know, um, if he keeps that up, Texas could go pretty far in the uh, college football playoff. And then, you know, I'm going to get in some college basketball. Had a lot of good matchups this weekend. Um, you know, some upsets, too. I'm going to highlight just a few of these upsets. You know, Georgia Tech was playing at home against Duke and ended up beating Duke for the first ACC conference game of the year. And uh, Duke, this is their second straight loss of the season. Uh, I, yeah, second straight loss here um, in the past week. And this uh, this Duke team um, needs to look out because, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of upsets this season, but Duke just, uh, they've caught the brim of these upsets and, you know, uh, can't keep losing like this to uh, mediocre teams like Georgia Tech. And then another upset Saturday, Wisconsin upset Marquette at Wisconsin. I think this happened last year too, uh, between Marquette and Wisconsin. I'm pretty yeah, sure I didn't Wisconsin. Yeah, I know they were a rivalry. So it's not. I don't know if it's a rivalry, but 
I think they've just renewed that. I think it was a rivalry before, and I think they just renewed it the past two years. And gotcha. uh, Wisconsin's won two in a row so far. And then um, a close game between Gonzaga and USC on the Legends Basketball Classic uh, Las Vegas Invitational. Gonzaga won by 13, but it was it, it was a five-point game at one. I th- actually, no, it was a one-point game at one time. USC was uh, down one with about five minutes to go in the game. But, you know, Gonzaga just... Another upset on Saturday was UNC Wilmington upset Kentucky. And this is a Kentucky team that I think most everybody thought that was was uh, already set, thought that they were going to breeze through non-conference play and, uh, you know, get into SEC conference play and just be able to win uh, win those games and possibly win an SEC championship and, you know, make it into March. I mean, they still can, but a loss like that really hurts. And UNC Wilmington could be a team to look out for in March as well. And then um, another upset was Drexel and number 18 Villanova. Drexel won by, won by two. There's been a lot of upsets uh, this year so far. It's looking like we're going to have a fun March Madness. I said this earlier to Max and Taylor. I expected like Max to fall down the stairs, but not baby baby Reese Reese. Okay. What is Buddy talking about? What is he doing? Um, yeah. And uh, that's that's it for college basketball. Now I'm going to get into a little bit of NFL. And, um, you know, we had some uh, some fun games today, actually. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm going to get it started with... Uh... <coughs> Buddy. Oh, I had to cough. Uh, oh, okay. Sure. I'm going to get it started with uh, 49ers and Eagles. You know, it was supposed to be a good matchup, but, uh, you know, I just got to say one thing. Eagles, what happened? How do you yeah. lose? 42-19 to 19 at home. Hey, Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy might genuinely be an MVP candidate after that. Bro. No, please no. Bro, please four no. touchdowns? It's on that Christian McCaffrey! Bro, okay. Okay. No, I mean, Christian McCaffrey is like, he, oh yeah, yeah. Christian McCaffrey for sure. He is. I love him. You're just mad that when he was on the Panthers, that the Saints got absolutely ran. Okay, over. buddy. Okay, buddy. Um, yeah. Debo Samuel had a great game, two touchdowns. Um, and then like Max said, Brock Purdy, four touchdowns. Um, in, Reese, in he actually had three. He had four, buddy. He had four. He did. No, have four. Debo actually had three. No, Brock. Purdy. Oh, he said Debo had two. He had three. He had oh. two. He had two. Wait, no, he check. had one rushing one. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'll check. I'm looking at reception touchdowns, buddy. Look at rushing two, because he rushes the ball too. Okay, three touchdowns. <laughs> we're not even <laughs> at the debate, debates. and Yeah, we're not even in that. Um, Dude, y'all are going to freaking double team against me. Like, 100%, 100%. We will. We yeah. will. Keep and going, then, you know, keep going, another, Reese. Keep going. Another good game today was, uh, I know y'all are probably going to say it's not a good game. The Broncos and Texans was uh, going to be a good game today. You know, Broncos coming in there uh, with a win streak, and then the Texans, you know, they, they've they uh, been the storyline most of the season with C.J. Stroud uh, possibly, uh, you know. he could He's going to win Rookie of the Year. Obviously, I don't think anybody's catching him. Nobody's catching him at all. 100%. Um, 100%. And he's, he's possibly in the MVP conversation. The only thing that puts him out of that is he's a rookie. And the Texans were able to win today. Uh, C.J. Stroud only had one touchdown pass, but um, if you if you play fantasy, a little fantasy news: Tank Dell is out for the season. I know ankle injury, so yeah, that's uh, not good if you add him on your fantasy team. 
What's exactly. hilarious is one of the guys in our in our league, uh, y'all know who I'm talking about, but fans, one of the guys in our league, he had him on the bench for a while, finally subbed him in this week, and then he got hurt for the season. So I just wanted to say that. That's hilarious. Dang. Well, that's going to do it for Weekend Rundown. No. <laughs> so that, That's know. it for Weekend Rundown? Yeah. Wow. Nice. All right. Well, now we're going to move into my segment, and we're going to go to the – Max's main matchup. Go ahead and roll that intro. Get your popcorn ready. It's time for Max's main matchup. Buddy, why is my Sunday night football not working? I don't know. Uh, I'm not even watching that game. Yeah, it's... Oh, it's at halftime. Why? Because Taylor Swift is there? Chief Anyways, let's go ahead and get into Max's main matchup. And this one is one that I hold near and dear to my heart, and I believe every American should hold near and dear to their heart. It's the 124th edition of the Army-Navy game this upcoming Saturday, December 9th at 2 p.m. on CBS. It's actually being played in Gillette Stadium, which is a bit different because it's usually played in Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia, but the current line is Army minus two. Gillette's got to make some money somehow. uh, <laughs> but looking back at this game, or looking back at some of the teams coming into this game, Navy has lost three of their last five, including a 59 to 14 blowout to SMU two weeks ago. Which SMU is a good team, but they still got blown out after starting the season three and three. Navy started the season three and three, but Army is coming into the game on a three-game win streak, which includes a 20-point win over Air Force and a seven-point win over Coastal Carolina. Some players to watch for this game. Is for Army, it'll be their junior quarterback, Bryson Daly, who currently leads the team in rushing yards with 817, as well as rushing touchdowns with seven on the season. Also look out for senior linebacker Leo Lowen, who leads the team in tackles with 75, as well as sacks with three on the year. For Navy, it's all about defense, and specifically, it's all about their pass defense. I'm talking about their senior cornerback, Deshaun Peel, as well as their junior safety, Rayon Lane the Are you talking about him? Who, who each have a total of four interceptions this season, both of which are tied for 16th most by any player in the country. But not only that, they also make this Navy team one of only five teams in the country to have two players with at least four or more picks on the year. I know there probably won't be a lot of passing in this game, but if there is, count on these guys to stop it. But let's talk about why this game is so important to me. My cousin Danielle, she actually went to West Point for college. And when I tell you the stories that she's told me throughout her time in college, as well as she's still a big fan of the rivalry out of college. I mean, her and her fellow cadets, they would go to all the games. And I was actually talking to her this Thanksgiving a couple weeks ago or about a week ago, and she was talking about how the opposing schools are already talking smack and how her and some of her fellow cadets had bought their ticket the day they went on sale. I mean, this rivalry just means so much to so many people, and looking back on the history of this great rivalry, I can see why the first Army-Navy game was played on November 29th of 1890 in a game where Navy won 24-0. How important this game is to college and the United States of America as well cannot be understated, seeing as this game has been played every year uninterrupted since 1930. The only reason it wasn't played in 1929 was because a world war was going on and the players had to go fight in it. That being said, last year's matchup was a double overtime thriller that Army was able to win by a score of 20-17 after Navy missed a field goal to start the second overtime. On the other hand, Navy leads the series all-time 62-54, to 
as well as seven ties in the series as well. And some casual fans will look at this game and say, oh, both teams are five and six. Neither team is in the top 100, according to CBS. Neither team will make the college football playoff or even make a bowl game for that matter. Who cares? Well, considering Navy can reach uh, a 500 record for the first time since 2019 with a win, and on the flip side, Army with a win could get the Commander-in-Chief's trophy since they would have beaten both of the other military schools in Air Force and Navy this year. And considering the lowest price ticket currently right now we're recording this on StubHub is $286 for standing room only. And considering this game always ends with the cadets from the winning side storming the field, as well as considering this game will uh, bring immense bragging rights for either side for the next 365 days, I'd say this game is pretty darn important. And I, for one, can't wait to watch it. What do y'all think about the rivalry known as America's Game and who will win and take home the Secretary's Trophy? Although, say who you think is going to win because we're going to discuss this one in prize picks. But what do y'all think about this game? Um, You know, always love a good rivalry like this. Uh, you know, it's always the week after conference championship uh, week. You know, the only thing I wish about this game is that whoever uh, or both of them were bowl eligible, but they're not. That's the way it works for them um, because if they don't have a above 500 record by this week, then they can't make a bowl game. Yeah, I do um, think that is kind of kind of crazy. But. Yeah, you kind of. I would uh, honestly change that to wait until after conference championship week and then make it to where they could go bowl eligible because both of them are 5-6 and six and whoever wins goes 6-6 six and six but doesn't make a bowl game. Yeah, but um, another reason that this game is, you know, so much more important than a lot of others is it gets its own weekend, not its own day, not its own, you know, yeah. little, you know, its own week. Its own week is Army Navy week. Yeah, it's always a always a good game, you know. It's uh it's also a game of respect, you know. Um you know, both both teams uh, go over to the winning team's band and sing their song and it's always been a always been a tradition to do that and it's uh it's always been a good game to watch, you know, even though both of the teams don't mean like some some years there's been like Navy's been three and eight and Army's been like two and nine and it's worthless to watch it. But you still want to watch it because it's America's game. So, you know, should be a fun one this year. And um, I expect a lot of high scoring in this one, honestly. I mean, you talk about its own week. How about its own freaking uniforms? Exactly. Uniforms Every year, yeah. these teams go all out, mm -hmm. Army is rolling out. I'm trying to see what jerseys they're wearing, but it's not coming up. Yes, I don't know if the 3rd Infantry yet. Division, the all-tan color sand uniforms. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. These jerseys are absolutely sick. The video for it is even more sick. And then Navy is wearing the Silent Service oh, uniforms. Yeah. To honor the submarine force. It's it's unarmor's darkest shade of navy blue, almost a black, and it has a patch in the left shoulder that honors the submarine warriors. You know, respect to all the veterans out there. Army, Navy, great matchup, and I expect this to be a very low-scoring game, very old-school defensive football. You know, Army, Navy usually always is, but these jerseys, these teams go all out. I vividly remember watching this game at my grandma's house and navy wore these uniforms that like had a different ship uh on every single helmet and i think i know what you're talking i thought about. that was the coolest thing ever and so i've always had a little bit of bias to navy but 
I'm not going to say who I'm going to pick yet. Yeah, I mean, I just saw the uniforms you were talking about. just looked them up. Yeah, those look absolutely insane. But this is America's game, and so America's going to tune in. I'm going to tune in. We're all going to tune in, and I'm excited to see it. But that's going to do it for Max's main matchup. And now, Taylor, hit us with your team huddle. Yeah. Huddle up, because it's time for Taylor's team huddle. Uh. So, you know, we've had a very diverse episode so far. I'm actually pretty proud of us, you know, with uh, college football coming to an end. It's, it's uh, easy or it's, it's hard not to have a little bit of bias to- looking towards bowl games. But, you know, got to talk about every sport. I'm going to talk about some college basketball. College basketball is in full swing. And when you think of amazing conferences that are always competitive in March Madness, I think most of us think about the ACC or the Big Ten with the huge blue buds, excuse me, bloods, like North Carolina and Duke, or the top Purdue team led by Zach Eady. Not going to be the top anymore, but let me tell you, yep. there's a team that is on absolute fire right now in the ACC. 7-0, and and let me tell you, this team is well-balanced and can make a freaking run. I'm talking about the Clemson Tigers men's basketball team from Clemson, South Carolina, who just came away with a win at Pittsburgh and at Alabama and Tuscaloosa, two very decent teams led by the main man, the senior from Spartanburg, South Carolina. I'm talking about the center, number 24, P.J. Hall. This man has been on fire with 21.3 points. He's number 16 in the country for points average. He's had 20 points in the past three games against those strong opponents. And the guard play for the Tigers, I mean, it is absolutely awesome to watch. With Chase Hunter and Joseph Girard III, the two players that moved there from New York and Atlanta, and Chase Hunter is a four-star from Atlanta, Georgia, so you know he's pretty dang good. They're both averaging 13-plus points and three-plus assists, dishing the ball, shooting the ball very well. And this is also a great rotation team. You may think about the Stars, but they, play, they have nine players that average more than 12 minutes and a tenth player that averages eight minutes. Led by the 14th-year man, the head coach, Brad Brownwell. This, or excuse me, Brownell. This team is going to go super deep. And they need to huddle up for their matchups against their biggest rival, South Carolina, who is another 7-0 team. Huge matchup. And then they play TCU and at Memphis. Memphis, very great team led by Penny Hardaway. Before they get into ACC play against Miami and North Carolina, both in a row. There's lots to like about this basketball team. And i got to show a little bit of bias to the Clemson Tigers. That's one of my top college choices. I just applied waiting on my decision in mid-December. Go Tigers. And what do y'all think yeah. about this huddle up and this team coming to a tough stretch of play playing South Carolina in a few days? Yeah, so, I mean, like, I mean that's that's a great team huddle, actually, from you. I mean, bravo, because I watched that Alabama game, and this Clemson team, they look darn impressive. I mean, this Clemson team, they have been decent, you know, in the past. And I remember, actually, it was a couple of years ago, but they played Auburn in the NCAA tournament and absolutely whooped us. But, um, you know, this Clemson team, they've got some big wins, like you said already. I mean, they also beat Davidson, who's usually a really good team out of the A-10. They beat a UAB team that's also usually, you know, sometimes pretty decent. And then, like you said, the big ones, Alabama at Alabama and at Pitt. Not even neutral site. Not even neutral site. They went into a tough Alabama arena and beat them. And then they went to Pitt and also beat them. And then you look at the upcoming schedule, it doesn't get much easier. I mean, you play South Carolina, who's undefeated. 
TCU, who's also undefeated, and then Memphis, who just lost just their second game of the year, but it was to, oh wait, an undefeated Ole Miss team. And then their other loss came in the battle for Atlantis to uh, a decent Villanova team on certain days. But, um, you know, this Clemson team, and the, like they'll, they will, excuse me, sorry, it's tripping over myself. But you look at some of these undefeated teams, because there's not a lot now. And there's especially not a lot of Power 5 undefeated teams. Uh, all those undefeated teams that aren't in the Power 5, the biggest thing when it comes to March and when it comes to their seeding and why they're going to be seeded so low is because they have a lack of opportunity. They're not going to play anybody. This Clemson team, if they keep this up and they finish with, I don't know, this really looking ahead, but if they finish with a max of like six or seven losses, because I can honestly see them doing that, I mean, this is a team that could definitely – be one of those top seeds and be one of those teams that I could see going all the way. And so they'll definitely be ranked, you know, coming uh, out of this weekend that they've had. And I think that, you know, they're a team to look out for, especially in the ACC. So go Tigers. Yeah, it should it should be fun to watch uh, Clemson and South Carolina. I honestly think both of them will be ranked by the time they play each other. And, uh, you know, I, I can't wait to see what this Clemson team will do. Honestly, um, if I were to say, I, I think they could get as high as a four or a five seed, honestly, in the tournament if they keep this up, if they're able to win these games that are that are tough, like against South Carolina and TCU, and then win the Miami game and a tough North Carolina team as well. If you're if you're able to beat them um, and get through ACC conference play and possibly get deep in the ACC tournament, um, I I think they could uh, make it far in March. Well, that's going to do it for Team Huddle. Go Tigers. Beautiful campus. Please let me in. Please. Just <laughs> please let me in. I, I, I know I don't got the best stats, but, you know, there's a lot more to a person than what's on the outside. That's going to do it for Team Huddle. We're going to break the huddle and send you to top ten by your boy, Reese. Who's first, who's last, and who's in between? This is top ten. Yeah, top ten. We are uh, we're going college basketball here. You know, college football getting uh, it's over now. Except bowl season's getting started soon, and then the NFL is getting close to the end as well of the regular season. So I just decided we'll do some college basketball. So you know, I'm gonna get started with my top ten, and then we'll go from there. So uh, here we go. My number one is Arizona. You know, have to put them up there. They're undefeated. Yeah. yeah, they're they're undefeated. You can't can't put them anywhere else. You know. Um, they've had a great season, a lot of top 25 wins this season as well. And then my number two is going to be Baylor. You know, Baylor has a really good Baylor. team. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not a lie when you talk about Baylor. You know, Baylor came back against Auburn uh, that first game, and then they've they've just uh, they've played. I know they haven't played anybody yet. They've the the team they played that was good was Auburn. But other than that, they haven't played anybody really. But, you know, I, I still think they're going to be a dominant Big 12 team this year. Um, and then another Big 12 team just transitioned to Big 12. Houston is 8-0 as well. They've uh, they've played really good this year. That's my number three. Um, you know, Houston has uh, showed, me, showed me that they could possibly uh, do what they did last year, make it to the Final Four. Um, and, you know, Houston, Houston has been a uh, good team for the past few years. And... Um, you know, I, I don't see them uh, falling here anytime soon. And then my number four is Kansas. Kansas is still in the top four because, you know, Kansas, Hunter Dickinson. Uh, 
What? Bro, just, <laughs> Taylor just farted into the mic, bro. <laughs> bro, what? Hunter Dickin- <laughs> no, what? <laughs> Hunter Dickinson is, uh, he's, you know, you don't get a guy like that um, in college basketball. <laughs> you know, we we saw that game against, um, who was it? Um, he got, he got, I know, oh yeah, Kentucky. He got 27, yeah. 27 points and 21 rebounds. It was just an outstanding game by him, and uh, that's why I have Kansas at my number four because of Hunter Dickinson. And then my number five, this is a team that Kansas beat this weekend, mm. uh, UConn. They only beat them by yeah. four, but UConn, you know, won, won the championship last year. I still think this team has a lot of talent, and I po- I think this team could possibly do it again this year. I mean, this team, this team has a lot of talent left from last year, and, you know, uh, UConn, Big, they're in the big, uh, big East, but still, I mean that conference is not a uh, conference to overlook. They got they got Creighton in there. Uh, Butler right now, I think is uh, Butler only has one loss right now, and you know there's a there's a lot of tough teams in that conference, including Seton Hall, as well. And then um, my number six is going to be Purdue. You know they obviously lost this weekend to. Uh, Northwestern, but you know you're gonna have some slip ups as a top ten team, um, and especially this year. You know, like I was telling y'all earlier that this year just uh, seems like there's gonna be a lot of upsets happen uh, that we're not expecting to happen, mm-hmm. and especially in this non conference schedule that we have this year. You know, there's some teams like we saw it today. Auburn lost to Appalachian State, and nobody thought that was gonna happen. But Appalachian State is somehow good. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, but Purdue, Purdue, I still have them. You know, possibly a Final Four contender if they don't lose to someone like Fairleigh Dickinson in the first round. Um, but you know, that's uh, hopefully Purdue makes it as far as I think they will. And then my number seven is going to be Marquette. Marquette just mm. lost to Wisconsin, but you know, got to keep them in the top ten. They they really uh, they've had some good wins no, against Kansas, buddy. <laughs> you're, you're hey, we'll debate after. We'll debate after. Let's we'll get debate after. Okay. Yeah, I got Marquette at seven. Number eight, kind of got to – I'm going to keep Miami in here, you know. Miami, they no. did lose. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> oh, we're going to finish this episode. Oh, uh, but he's grumpy. <laughs> I know, he's uh, Nikola Jokic again. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, Miami, I got him at eight. Um, I'm gonna have to put Gonzaga in my top ten. You know, gotta even though they suck. I mean, they they still are. They still have some decent wins. Like a, uh, they played a good U- USC team. They did play a decent NC State team who has one loss as well. And then um, they they've played some notable teams on their schedule this year to start. And uh, you know, Gonzaga could climb up in the rankings if we do this again, which we should. Since college basketball season is, um, you know, just starting now, fully underway. And, yep. And then my number ten, my number ten is North Carolina. You know, this North Carolina team, they could, they could go all the way. I don't know. I've seen a lot of talent. I like Duke, but you know, Duke just sucks right now. So I got to go with the Tar Heels here at number ten. So you know, that's my top ten. So uh, Max, what's your top ten? All right, well, I'm going to get into my top 10 right now, and I'm going to actually start off with my number 10 and then build up to one. So okay. my number my number 10 team is actually, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say that it is going to be North Carolina. North Carolina at 10, 
like you said, they had that, you know, basically last-second loss to Villanova, who's a team that on certain days could go all the way to the national title, but we saw against Drexel. And then on certain days, lose to Drexel. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so they got they got the toughest of Villanova, and they lost to them. Um, but I, I think Drexel. This, this – <laughs> this North Carolina team is a team that can go deep, like you said. Armando Baycott's been in college forever, it seems. Nine uh, years. You you got, you know, RJ RJ Davis, I think is his name. RJ yes. Davis. Yep, RJ um, Davis. You also got, you know, the transfer uh from Notre Dame. That's really good. This North Carolina team, I mean, you know, historic program and they're good again this year. Number nine, I'm actually going to have Creighton in there. I'm going to have Ooh. Creighton at number nine. Uh, Creighton really impressed me today. Originally, it actually was, uh, instead of them, it was Marquette that I had at this spot. But Creighton really impressed me today against a tough Nebraska team on the road. Not only did they beat them, not only did they beat an undefeated Big Ten team, but they beat them in their home court by 21 points. And so Nebraska's had a Nebraska's had a lot of fans show up this year too for their games. So you know, that's, exactly that's a, it was. It wasn't like it was oh some silent home environment. No, they beat them the entire time. I watched most out, of the game, yeah. and yeah, they beat them. They controlled the game, and Creighton they deserve to be at number nine. Number eight, I actually have Texas coming Ooh. in here. I have Texas jumping up very high. Their only losses to UConn in a game they did lose by ten. But you look at it since then, I mean, they played two games and neither of them have been close. Um, they also beat Louisville, you know, so I got yeah. this Texas team. They're going to be very challenged uh, Wednesday against Marquette, and we'll actually talk about that a little bit more in prize And tex Texas but, uh, did actually lose to UConn uh, last year in the tournament to get knocked out, um, and that's when UConn, I think, went to the Final Four. Exactly. So, I mean, I think this Texas team, they lost to a very good UConn team, and you'll see her later in my rankings. But, yeah. Texas at number nine. And then at number eight, at number eight, actually, I kind of messed up my rankings. God damn it. All right. Uh, number eight, I'm actually going to put, you know what? I'm going to keep Marquette in there. I'm going to put Marquette at eight. Marquette's going to be at number eight. Actually, no, no, I'm not putting Marquette Taylor's going to put Oregon at eight, so I, it's okay. I'm putting Colorado State at number eight in the Ooh. country. Colorado State who beat Creighton, who I just said was number Buddy. 10. Colorado State's at number 8. Buddy. I don't care. They beat a good Creighton team by 20, and they beat a decent Washington team. I mean, this Colorado State team, Isaiah Stevens is really good, and they beat a decent Colorado team. So give me Colorado State at number 8, and yeah, like let's that go. One. Let's go Rams. Go Rams. And then number 7, I got Gonzaga at um, – yeah, Gonzaga, you know, they've earned it. Their one loss is to Purdue, and it was a close game. So give me Gonzaga, Ryan Nebhard at uh, point guard, and Graham E.K. on the inside. This team is a very skilled team, and they could go far. Number six, I got Purdue, the Boilermakers, the team that beat Gonzaga. Now, they did get upset by Northwestern on the road, but you remember that happened last year as well. And what happened? They remained the top team. So I got Purdue staying at six here. And then number five, I got UConn. <laughs> UConn, who just lost to Kansas. But, I mean, it was a great game, uh, first, off, first of yeah, all. Yeah, my number six and number five are the same as yours, six and five as well. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, these two teams, Purdue and UConn, I mean, all of these teams that are in, I'd say, my top seven uh, could definitely go far, you know, 100%. Like, they could easily all be uh, number one uh, come next week. But UConn, you know, in the field house, one of the hardest places to play, and they only lost by four. They were in the game the entire time. Give me the Huskies. 
Number four, I got Kansas, the team that beat them. Uh, Kansas did lose to Marquette, which is a tough loss. Marquette played really good, though. I watched that game, and Car Marquette, that might be the best game they'll play all season. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So, Kansas, I got, um, I got them at four. Number three, I actually switched it. Uh, you had it different than me. I have Baylor at three instead. Mm. Uh, I feel like Bay Baylor, like you said, they haven't been tested really. I mean, the biggest test is Auburn, who did just lose today. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could say they got a good win against Florida. That was also a close game. So they'll yeah. get tested, you know, soon here. Some more. Yeah, like really, who have they played? Because today they played Northwestern State and ended up beating them by like, I think it was 100. They beat them by fifty-one, actually yeah, ninety-one bad. to forty. So, I mean, bad. but they'll play. They'll play Seton Hall, Michigan State, and Duke as their next three games. So we'll see if they come out of that unscathed. And if they do, they could very be, They could very well be the number one team in the country. Number two, I got Houston. I mean, similar to Baylor, you could swap these teams either which way because neither of them have really been tested. Uh, Houston did get a decent win recently over Xavier. They also have beaten Utah and Dayton. Uh, give me Houston at two. And the number one, I've got to go with the Arizona Wildcats. I mean, it's too simple. They have beaten Kentucky – or, excuse me, they have not beaten Kentucky. They've beaten Duke. They have beaten Michigan State. And they get a chance to beat another good team in Wisconsin in a couple of days. And then after that, you know – you know how much of a chance if Arizona goes 4-0 in their next four games. I mean, go ahead and give them the national title. They got Wisconsin. Then they Whoa. got Purdue. Then they got Purdue. Then they got Bama. And then Whoa, they got buddy. FAQ. It's too early in the season for that. Yeah, okay. you know, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying hypothetical. That's a tough stretch. But this Arizona Wildcats team, they've already beaten two really good teams in Duke and Michigan State. So I'm going to say – Arizona is right now my favorite to win it all. But, Taylor, what's your top ten? Oregon. <laughs> okay, number ten, I got Oregon. the Oregon Ducks. I'm just joking. Bro, there's <laughs> no way. Number ten, I got FAU. What? A team that y'all did not put in there, and I no! think that's a little disrespectful. Janelle Davis is the GOAT. He finished with 24 points and 10 rebounds uh, on Saturday against Charleston. He's their best player. FAU, you know, had that scare when Bryant came in and beat him 61-54. to But this FAU team may not score a lot, but they know how to play defense. So number 10, FAU. Number 9, I got North Carolina. North Carolina, R.J. Davis, like you said, balling out right now. He had 27 points on Saturday's win over Florida State, a very decent Florida State team. And their next game, is against UConn. So they have a real chance to prove themselves. Number eight, I got the Texas Longhorns. You know, I'm, I'm riding with Texas right now, making the college football playoff. But I'm also riding with their college basketball team. Max, uh, how do you say that? Obmas? Max, Max Obmas? Yeah, I think that's how, it's like Amos or Obmas. Amos? Yeah. <laughs> he had 26 points and six we, assists on Thursday when they played Texas State. You know, we remember him from... Texas. Or Roberts. Reese, be quiet. I'm saying my top ten. <laughs> this next game is Wednesday at Marquette. You know, that's going to be a great matchup. <laughs> what am I at? What was that, number eight? You're yes. at number eight. Number seven. <laughs> I got Colorado State. I'm heavy wow. on this Colorado yes. State team. I okay. was when I almost beat Colorado in football. But Joel Scott, 17 points and eight rebounds in Saturday's 86-81 win over the decent Washington team. You know, they play Denver next. Not a big matchup, but... This Colorado State team, if they can get their act together and they can play good teams, 
They're going to go pretty far. Number six. Oh, shoot. LeBron James. I got UConn at number six. Cam Spencer. You know, he struggled against Kansas. (laughs) The UConn team is very decent, and they got a big chance to prove themselves against North Carolina. I'm big on this UConn team, you know, last year's national champions, trying to go back-to-back, but they had that tough loss at Kansas. Kansas, super tough place to play. Number five, I got Kansas. Yep. Got to put Kansas just gonna... above UConn. KJ Adams, 18 points in that game against UConn. Uh, very easy schedule coming up, but I'm big on this Kansas team. Uh, I have always ranked Arizona above them, so uh, take the L, guys. You know, when we did last time, we did top 10 two weeks ago. I put Arizona above them, and I was okay, right. Okay, buddy. Okay, buddy. Okay, number four, Baylor. Jalen Bridges, very good player, beat the crap out of Northwestern State. And like you said, I'm going to break my monitor. I saw a good matchup against Seton Hall. So, number three, give me Purdue at number three. Dang. They allowed Northwestern to shoot from three point range in that overtime loss. And they play an Iowa team that upsets a lot of people every single year. So, Uh oh. Uh oh, they're going to win. Number two, I got Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. No. Omar Ballo. Wait, wait, what? Rebound. Went over Colgate. <laughs> Did I hear Next you? Correct? Against Wisconsin. I Next. heard Arizona. It's going to be a great game. God dang it. Bro, Bro, Bro Houston. College football playoff committee all over again. Y'all, y'all really want to know number one? It's yeah. Probably, I, it's Oregon. 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 Number one, I got the Oregon Ducks num- first in the Pac-12 right now. Oh, God, no and probably Dante, the center, 16 There's points no and 20, 21 rebounds a game, guys. 20 <laughs> freaking rebounds Where is That's why Oregon is number one in my book. Absolute unit. But he's in number one in the Pac-12. Nobody's Bob played a Pac-12 game. 21 rebounds a game. Oregon, you know, had that tough loss. To no Alabama. way. Had that tough Freaking lost to Santa Clara, but Santa Clara's a good team. <laughs> the coping but is insane. The Oregon team is insane. <laughs> they lost it's to Santa Clara. What? An amazing Pac-12 that's falling apart. Dude, one, two, three, four, five. Eight players average above 10 points. And Corey Oquendo averages 9.9. Put what? Alabama at number one. God dang it. They deserve to be number one. They would- <laughs> Ruben, no! Get out of here. Marquette, get out of here. The Oregon Ducks are here to play. And Oregon, number one. Go Ducks. 12 seed. Bro, that's wild. <laughs> okay. okay, well now, uh, that almost started a debate, but now we're going to quickly go into uh, Taylor's debate topic, a new segment. Uh, Taylor, go ahead and play that intro. Now this is where things get a little bit heated. This is Taylor's debate topic. Today... We got the college football playoff rankings. 49th battle. Yep. Friendships will be ended. Coming oh, up. yes. And number one and number two were, as expected, Michigan. 100%, 100%. You know, you could really change. You could have an argument for Washington, number one. You could have an argument Michigan, number one. Really, any any way that could have gone, it could have gone. Fortnite. Number three, Texas. I, I feel like we all expected Texas to make it, you know. 100%. After that argument for Alabama making it, Texas beat Alabama, so... You know, you got to put Texas in somehow after walloping or Oklahoma State on Saturday. But 
Number four is where we get the debate. Yep. The Alabama Crimson Tide, led by Nick Saban, made the college football playoff over a 13-0 Florida State team led by Mike Norvell. Max, give us your opinion on this. All right, so first off, I want to open this by, oh, we're going to have a, we have 10 minutes. We're going to keep it friendly, you know, family friendly as well. I'm not. But I'm going to go ahead and start off with, um, so first, first thing, uh, before we get it out there, me and Reese are on the side of FSU should be in. Taylor's on the side of Alabama should be in. Dead. But the reason FSU should be in, first off, 5-0, and or excuse me, 13-0, and undefeated, ACC champion. Uh, never done before, first of all. Never um, left an undefeated Power 5 team out of the playoffs. And so that's unprecedented. And that's one of the things that, uh, by the way, Stop! Buddy, we're going to get copyrighted. But anyway, uh, no. So, first off, I would like to shout out the selection show this morning, uh, or whatever it was, the countdown to the selection show with RG3, Dan Orlovsky, and Adam Amin, uh, and Jonathan Vilma, and Dan Mullen. That show was actually really entertaining, and I watched that show. So, I just wanted to shout out them. But, um, you know, Dan Orlovsky was the only one on that panel to think that Bama should be in. And mind you, this is before the uh, actual college football playoff was announced. And the biggest point that was brought up is that Florida State, they have won every game on their schedule. This is what Mike Norvell said in his press conference uh, after the ACC championship game. He said, these guys have come out every game, 12 12 games regular season, one game in the uh, ACC championship. Uh, they've come out every game, night in, night out, injuries or no injuries, and they have beaten teams. They have beaten teams, beaten a good LSU team, you know, a great offense in LSU. They held them to 21 points. So they have not allowed a team to score more than 30 points all season. Um, you, you also look at they beat a Louisville team. This is the own CFP that said this. So let's talk about that. The CFP had them going into that game at 14. It wasn't just, oh, people are saying they're at 14. And let's look at the CFP right now. They didn't even drop them low. They dropped them to number 15. So the College Football Playoff Committee themselves believes that Florida State has two genuine top 15 wins and number 13 LSU, number 15 Louisville. But also, let's just get to this, and I'm going to wrap it up, or at least for now, for my side with this. For, for Florida State, um, and for the players and for the coaches, this is what Mike Norvell said in his statement uh, later on Twitter. I think y'all should go read, read it if y'all haven't. But uh, he said it just sucks for the players because at the end of the day, these are college students who went to college to play the game. And a, a lot of them, for these, especially these top teams, you know, Florida State, Georgia, Bama, Texas, Washington, and Michigan, they'll play at the next level. But some of them won't. You know, some of them won't go to that next level. And it sucks for those players. And I actually, I said this to Taylor as well, or texted it to him earlier today. Uh, Jordan Travis is one player. And, you know, one player should not decide whether or not a team should make it into the postseason, the college football playoff, what you play all season to do. And not only that, those other players besides Jordan Travis, they still went on to that field every single time and won. Alabama, I'm sorry to I'm sorry to say it, but they didn't do that. Alabama, even Texas, even Texas, sorry to say it, they didn't do that. I don't care about if they're the better team. I care about who
who's the most deserving. Because at the end of the day, it's not the NFL. It is collegiate football. It's not for the fans. Screw the fans that want to watch. Oh, I want to watch Alabama, Michigan so bad. Yeah, I understand that. I might too. But when you look at it, this Florida State team, think about this college uh, collegiate students you know, that are on the team. I think of the first player I think of is Jared Verse, uh, the defensive end, most likely going to go to the NFL. But he played every single game this year as well as every single game last year. And he has put on an absolute clinic. He's going to be a first-round pick. But he's not going to get the opportunity to go to a national championship. You know why? Because a couple guys in a room said, hey, we're not allowing you to get in. We're putting this other team in. Who, Granted, they did lose to a team earlier in the season, unlike y'all. You know, so my main thing to sum it all up in a nice bow, is the lack of control for Florida State and their players. They went out, and they played the schedule they were given, and they were told at the beginning of the season, hey, if you go undefeated, you're in the Power Five, you're playing a tough schedule, this LSU win, that'll only boost your chances to make the CFP. They did that. They beat LSU, beat the breaks off of them, matter of fact, and then they beat every other team on their schedule. Um, and they still didn't get in. So my thing is just the lack of control. But, Taylor, what do you think? Or, actually, let's go ahead and go with Reese because he agrees with me. And then, Taylor, your counter-argument. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's it's heartbreak for Florida State. You know, it's uh, I, I feel bad for Jordan Travis. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw his tweet, but he was blaming himself. He he said that if he could have uh, – if he would have gotten injured earlier that. in the year, this would have never happened. And that's, that's ridiculous yeah, for a player to, like, blame himself. Um, it's ridiculous for a player to blame himself for, uh, something that a bunch of guys in a room all picked. And, you know, if you look at it, Alabama shouldn't even gotten in. You, you beat a terrible Auburn team by three points. That means your poverty. Um, you also, you also, uh, beat Georgia, which, you know, if you look back at that game, that if that dude, if they call the drop pass that he did drop, if they call the drop pass, then Georgia wins and ends up being number one and all this all this uh stuff about oh yeah Bama gets in the college football playoff over Florida State doesn't happen and you know it's just it, it, I've seen this too many times where a team gets a team deserves to be in there and they end up not getting in there and it's the CFP committee is like they're probably the worst committee ever um to be picking who who makes it in and everything and you know you know, like you said, Michigan and Washington being up there, I understand. Texas, I understand. But Alabama, I don't understand. It makes zero sense. Like, you know, you you lose to Texas at home by 10 points. And then you kind of – you almost lose to uh, South Florida early in the year. You almost um, you almost lose to Arkansas early in the year. And then you, you almost lose to Auburn. Like, those are three teams – that South Florida and Auburn both made bowl games at six and six, and Arkansas didn't make a bowl game at four and eight. So you're, so you're telling me you're telling me a team that barely beats two six and sixes and barely beats a four and eight makes the college football playoff over a team who absolutely destroyed LSU and who absolutely uh, beat Louisville as well in the ACC championship. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a high scoring game, but still, Florida State's defense really showed out in that game. And you know, you're telling me that they came back against Florida, and for no, I guess for no reason. And if I was Mike Norvell, you know, I would just tell, I would just tell the college football playoff committee, you know, I'm, I would honestly boycott and say I'm not going to play in the bowl game against Georgia, 
and, you know, don't even bring the players out there and don't even show up to the game because, you know, it's ridiculous to get dropped from to get dropped from four to six to a team that's 12 and one that has uh, they're basically poverty. Jalen Milrow can say he wins Heisman all he wants. He's not a Heisman quarterback. He never was. And, you know, I'm sick and tired of everybody hyping up Bama because Bama's not a good football team. Bama is a poverty football team that got lucky. And, you know, they're probably going to win the national championship because everybody's on their side, like the refs, the CFP committee, and everybody else. So, you know, that's my debate. I'm super mad about this. This is ridiculous. And the CFP needs to go find better jobs, and I will be giving them a phone call later. Taylor, now. Hey. Real professional, Taylor. Real professional. Hey, this is what I'll say. This is what I'll say also, even before Taylor speaks. Uh, you know, because I know exactly what you're going to say, Taylor. You're going to say, like everybody else in the CFP committee said, oh, if Alabama plays Texas again, or if Alabama plays Florida State, they would beat the brakes off of them. But guess what? Guess what? And I know this is going to, this isn't even trying to target you, but, uh, and this is, might annoy you, but what did we say about the Pac-12 championship? We said it on the podcast. What did we say the entire season after Oregon led in every stat- statistic category and lost on a missed field goal? Uh, what did we keep saying? Oh, Oregon's going to come back and they're going to beat Washington. What did Las Vegas say by doing a minus nine and a half spread in that game, even though Washington was ranked higher and had previously beat them? Everybody and their mother thought Oregon oh, was definitely going to win that game. And what happened? What happened? We can say if, ands, and buts and coconuts all day. But and what the the reason that sports exist is to have two sides, two sides go against each other on a field, on a court. I don't care whatever sport you play, and it's to see who's the better team. And we saw that with Texas directly against Bama, and we saw that in every single game that FSU played. I even think that the injury to Jordan Travis makes those Florida and Louisville wins extremely more impressive. They beat a top 15 team without without their top two quarterbacks. I think that's insanely impressive, but that's the final point I wanted to make. Taylor, do you have anything to say? All right, well, since he, since he doesn't want to actually right, debate, no. we're going to go ahead and move into... Bro, what? Bro, we'll say something. Just say, say something. something. Riches up his butt, like... Had to come oh. at Oregon for no reason. For sure, for sure. All right. There's something called the eye test. Okay. Yep, yep. Exactly. And Florida State does it. not have the I, eye test. I said he Ooh. talked about this. I just barely beat it. Boston College. Barely beat Clemson. Barely Clemson. beat Miami. Barely beat Florida. And struggle against Louisville. And you're, t- you're telling me that Louisville win is impressive? When Louisville barely beat Indiana, barely beat NC State, barely beat Virginia, lost to Kentucky, you're telling me that that's an impressive win and Florida is an impressive win? Y'all want to switch up on Florida that quick? I remember episode four or five, y'all were dissing the crap out of Florida who lost to Arkansas. Lost because they suck. To Kentucky. Yeah. Barely. Florida State beat them on the road with a backup quarterback, by the way. But Okay, but you're saying that's an impressive win when Florida is not good. 5-7, that's an impressive win? No, okay, what but it... you could say the same thing for Bama. 
Yeah, what did I just say? Because Auburn. Yeah. Yeah, they got lucky against Auburn. Beat Mississippi State. Beat Mississippi State. Beat Mississippi Beat Tennessee. Mississippi State. Mississippi State is terrible. Alabama beat Kentucky. And Louisville lost to Kentucky. And you're saying okay. that's an impressive win and not how beating about Kentucky? This? How about this? You're not by saying at Kentucky's an impressive win, but you're saying Louisville's an impressive win? By they the beat number one team's own word. Louisville. Louisville, Louisville number 15. Louisville, number 15. Georgia is Clemson, number one. Number 22. Louisville is not good at all. Yeah. The CFP committee the has ACC ranked at number 15. is I'm awful. The ACC is awful. It has Louisville at 15. Why, is, why do they still rank Louisville at 15 if they're so Florida bad? Florida State has beaten one good team, and that's LSU. One singular good team, and that's oh LSU. Gosh, Duke finished 7-5. and five. Let's Wake see who Forest, Alabama has beaten. Alabama's barely awful. beaten Ole Miss. Alabama was down at halftime. Ole Miss is in a New Year's Six Bowl. Ooh, New Year's Six Bowl. If they're and they beat Tennessee, and they beat LSU. They beat the same person that Florida State beat. And they whooped them as well. They both whooped LSU. And you're saying LSU is an impressive win for Florida State, but not for Alabama. <laughs> y'all are just biased because y'all are Auburn fans, and y'all hate Alabama, so y'all want to go against them every all. chance y'all you know get. Y'all are mad about them being good. That's y'all are mad about Alabama being good. The, the reason, reason is, is because it's bullcrap. You the can't put it. They're not. You can't put a 13 and 0 team in. Yeah. Bro, that's ridiculous. Because the ACC is awful. Oh, okay, okay, you say the ACC is, is awful. awful. You say the ACC is awful. Why did the ACC go 6-4 and four against the SEC this year? That's something RG3 The ACC, because the SEC has four good teams, and Alabama beat all of those four good teams. They beat Georgia. They beat Ole Miss. They beat Tennessee. They beat LSU. They beat the only good teams in the SEC. And you're saying that, oh, Florida State beat Syracuse 41-3. to Oh, wow, they beat Southern Miss 66-13. to I do not care. They beat. They barely beat Florida. Okay. Okay. They barely okay. beat Louisville. They they scored one touchdown against Louisville. One touchdown. Yeah, a team that was ranked in top fifteen for defenses. By you know, the CFP's own words. By if the it CFP's wasn't for the officiating, Bama wouldn't even be in this position anyway. Because the dude, y'all complain about the y'all can complain about the officiating all you want. You're saying you put two teams on a field. Alabama went onto the field in a home environment for Georgia. And they beat Georgia. And they dominated that game. The score does not show it, but they dominated that game. Reece like I said, Reece even the dude from himself. Even Alabama the dude dominated from, the game. Even the dude the from number CBS one defense, Sports. The number one team in the country. Even the Alabama dude from won. CBS Sports said that the ball was dropped. If they reviewed it, which they could have reviewed it. Yeah, they it, didn't it review was, it. It was yeah. dropped. So They still won. Y'all are saying a win is a nope. win. Okay. Alabama okay, still Taylor, won. Taylor, Taylor, but listen to this. Listen to this. You're arguing the record, okay? You're arguing uh, that no, Alabama I'm arguing, has I'm arguing wins. Resume. You said they have 24 to 24. Ranks up everything. Alabama 24 to 21. 17 Alabama to 3. Whooped. Florida State. You're saying Alabama. Okay, so you're saying Alabama, their strength of wins is better, right? Yes. So, so yeah. So, okay, but here's the thing, though. Florida State, so with Jordan Travis, you would still have Alabama in? Yes. Okay. Alabama is a so, better team than so Florida what is, State. What is, so what is Florida State supposed to do in that scenario? What are they supposed to Hope do? They for Alabama every, not to beat Georgia, I guess. It's, they it's beat every team on their schedule. They you have know, to look at their schedule. Look so at their the, schedule. They played the, one good team. What's the point of nope. play, playing an out-of-conference opponent? They didn't even need to play LSU, and they still whooped them. By Alabama almost did. lost to a non-conference opponent equivalent to or Alabama to also beat Georgia. 
Oh, and LSU, and Tennessee, and Ole Miss. They beat good teams. Florida State did not beat a single good team. You're saying that Louisville is good when they lost to Kentucky, and you're saying that Alabama is like is not that good because they barely beat like they beat right. Kentucky. Let's forget the opponents uh, scenario. Florida State played on the field 13 times, and they beat 13 teams. Uh, Alabama played on the field 13 times. They lost to one of those teams. Um, so that's that's the main argument here is that Alabama. And you can argue early in the season. So you're arguing that an undefeated team, like what what teams are undefeated? Liberty. You want Liberty in the playoff? You, you want know Liberty that's different. You know it. Different. You know it. Power five Liberty teams. has the same strength of schedule as Florida State. So you want Liberty don't. in the top four? You want Liberty up there? Is that would that make you really happy if Liberty was up there? That's yeah, that's different. You know it. So. Okay, you're, you're arguing record. Let's just put Liberty in the top four because they're undefeated. They didn't play anybody, but they're undefeated, so they can be in it. Okay, think about this. Think about this. Florida State was at number four going into the college football playoff selection day. They won their championship game, dominated it, actually, uh, and they get moved down a spot. Yes, Don't because Alabama is the number one team. They deserve to be up there. Okay, then why not put Alabama at number one? The they number, the number one, one team. Why aren't they the yeah. best team? Oh, you know, that's different, Max. You know, that's different. You know, the Liberty argument, that's different. They can't be number one. Like, y'all right, are just well, bad Auburn fans, salty Auburn fans that hate Alabama. I'm not mad. We lost because we, we, we put it on ourselves that we lost. Like, literally, we lost. But Alabama barely beat a poverty Auburn team, barely beat a poverty Arkansas team, and barely Wait, beat a South Florida, Florida team. Auburn. South Florida. Okay, South Florida, out of all teams, and you'll say, that "Oh yeah, the they didn't have a quarterback." Of the then. season, Jalen Milrow got escaped against Boston College the third game of the season, and you want to argue about USF? Would That's Alabama the same thing. Alabama wanna, the same wait, thing. Wait, wait, wait. So Taylor, Florida Taylor, Taylor you, Mike. All right. Anyway, Alabama deserves to be in the playoff. Alabama would beat Florida State with Jordan Travis by forty-five points. Oh, Michigan okay. wins by fifty points. Here's the thing. Yeah, Michigan, Michigan's going to beat the breaks off Bama, and I hope Florida State does play against Georgia and beats the breaks off them. But I wouldn't say that anyway. because I wouldn't say uh, Michigan beats the breaks off Alabama because the refs will make sure they won't. So that's Yeah, that's yeah, possible. Complain about the refs. Complain about the that, refs. It's just talent. It's true. The refs Alabama literally want to suck talent. off Jalen Milrow. Alabama right, guys, just gets right, good recruits, and they progress them very well. I guess I'm, we'll just have to d- agree to disagree. This is too much of an argument for us to come at, to a At this point, compromise. just like – you know, with NFL here, we're just going to go NFL here. Let's not put the Eagles in the playoffs because they just lost to the 49ers. So, let, yeah, let's do that. Let's just not put the Eagles in the playoffs. I actually, what? Here's one thing Here's one thing that I will agree with Taylor on. I respect you for saying, oh, if they, didn't have Jordan, if they still did have Jordan Travis, you would still put Bama in. Because that's actually more of a respectable stance than saying, oh, if they didn't have Jordan Travis, and, you know, don't put Florida State in just because of that. The college football playoff when it was made is the four best teams in college football. You cannot tell me that Florida State with their third-string quarterback is a top four team. Because they barely beat Louisville. Here's a scenario. Here's a scenario. Alabama had to score two touchdowns in the second half against USF. Say Florida State goes in and beats Georgia. They finish the season 14-0 but are not a championship. How would you know if they would have ever have lost? They didn't. Because they're going to get whooped by Georgia. That's the direct reason why they shouldn't be in. Florida State is going to get whooped by Georgia. All right. Well, we'll have to agree to disagree. We told you all this debate would be, you know, a rough one. 
But now we're going to move to prize picks, and we're actually going to bring in our guest picker, Tiger's Den super fan. We're so excited to have him on the show, Aiden Treadwell. We're going to get him to join the call, and then we'll be- get started. Don't go away. Not sponsored by the app Prize Picks. It's time for Max's Prize Picks. All right, welcome back to the Tiger's Den podcast, and we've got our first ever special guest picker for Prize Picks on here. A big fan of the podcast. He listens to a lot of the episodes. Uh, Aiden Treadwell goes to Auburn High School with me, Taylor, and Reese. Uh, Aiden, welcome to the show. And how was your weekend so far? Well, my weekend was good. Just sat and watched college football. Yeah, that sounds like a good weekend to me. But um, looking at the standings for me, Taylor, and Reese, and then come next week, we'll have our first special guest picker standings. Uh, Taylor and me are actually tied right now. For the lead uh, coming into this week, Taylor had the better week than me. Uh, granted, he had a four and two record on our past uh, prize picks two weeks ago. I had a three and three record. We are both tied at fifty and forty. And then Reese is in last place, but only by oh, one game. Man. As Reese had the best record, he was five and one, and he's now forty nine and forty one <coughs> coming Dang, into bro. this week's prize. Here picks. we go. So. It's getting close, and we got our first special guest picker, Aiden Treadwell, on the show with us. And we're going to go and get started with some college basketball. We got on Tuesday on ESPN, it's going to be UNC at UConn, or I think it's neutral site. It's versus UConn in Madison Square Garden for the Jimmy V Classic. Number 17, North Carolina. Number 4, UConn. Both teams are 7-1. and one. Currently, ESPN predicts that UConn has a 59.1% chance to win this game, and the current spread right now, actually they don't have it out right now, but I'm going to have to go with the UConn Huskies on this one. I do think it's going to be very close. I think that the Huskies, though, have an edge. I mean, this entire team, you know, Donovan Klingon, uh, new in their guard. I mean, their entire team is really good, but I got to go with the Huskies to win this one. I do think it's going to be very close. Like I said, though, I think it's going to be very high scoring. I'm going to say UConn, 86-82, to 82, beats North Carolina in the Garden. And Aiden, what is your pick? Um, I think I'm going to have to go with UNC just because R.J. Davis has been playing really well. Mm. Um, I think it'll be a high-scoring game, too. I think it'll be like 88-90. Uh, Something around there, but I think UNC wins a close one. Hey, okay. Aiden, that's a good pick. I'm going to have to yeah, agree with pick. you on this one. You know, both these teams coming into the game with the same record, but you're definitely right about R.J. Davis with 20.4 points per game, absolutely leading this team, and what feels like the 10th-year man, Armando Baycott. And this North Carolina team has played some really great teams so far. Florida State, Tennessee, and Arkansas on a row. And Arkansas just beat Duke. So UNC on a roll right now. And I, I got to take him over UConn. I do agree that this will be a high-scoring game. Uh, two very high-powered offenses. Give me North Carolina winning 85-80. to Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to have to disagree with you all uh, on this one. You know, I'm going to go with the Huskies here. I, I do think it will be a good game. North Carolina is uh, able to push it up and down. Hey, Reese. What? <coughs> I said good pick. Yeah, North Carolina's able to push it up and down the floor, but you know the Huskies can't can't go against the national champions, especially in Madison Square Garden, one of the biggest venues in in the uh, world. I just saw it. And you know, uh, 
I think UConn's going to win in a close one. But, yeah, I got the Huskies here. Well, all good picks around the board. We'll see how good this game is. I'm sure it's going to be a close one. Uh, it's going to be at 8 p.m. on Tuesday on ESPN. Like I said, Jimmy V Classic. Be sure to watch it. Next, we have another college basketball game. Uh, this one on Wednesday at 7 p.m. on FS1. And it's the Big East Big 12 battle between number 16 Texas, who's 6-1 and one overall on the year. One loss to UConn, who we just talked about. And then number three, Marquette. Although they're probably going to be dropping in the next couple of days because they're now six and two after two of the last three games they've lost. They lost to Wisconsin on the road and they lost to Purdue in the Maui Invitational Championship. This game currently ESPN has Marquette with a seventy nine point one chance to win this game. But you know what? I had Marquette outside of my top ten and I had Texas in my top ten, so I'm going to have to go with the Longhorns here to get the upset against the Golden Eagles. Uh, give me Max A. Miss, who's 16.7 points per game. Uh, like Reese said and like Taylor said earlier in the podcast, uh, he was really good at Oral Roberts, um, and I he's been really good with the Longhorns so far this year. Give me Texas to win this one, and I'm going to say this is another shootout, probably even more than North Carolina-UConn, although that one I had at 86-82. I can't see that one going. this one going higher than that. I'm going to go Marquette winning this one. Give me – or excuse me, Texas – Give me Texas 80-72. to 72. I think they pull away towards the end. Naden, what's your pick? Uh, I think I'll go with the Longhorns, too. Um, there we go. Good pick. Great pick. I think it'll be I – I, I'm not sure what the score will be, but I'll, I'm pretty sure Texas is going to win that game. Uh. 100%. Taylor, who you got? All right. This, uh, like you said, you know, when we did top 10, I did not have Marquette. Actually, I think I did, but I had him lower than Texas. I'm a huge believer in this Texas team. Horns up. Max Abrams, Caden Shed- Shedrick, excuse me. Very good team, you know, coming off that uh, loss against UConn. They haven't really beaten uh, a team worth noting, but they'll do it tonight at Marquette. You know, away environment at Marquette, very tough environment to play in. But give me the Longhorns winning, uh, I'm going to say 75-68. to 68. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with all y'all. Uh, I'm going to go with the Longhorns as well, you know, especially after uh, Texas has had some uh, some good games in the past few weeks, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have the Longhorns win, uh, I'm going to say in a blowout, honestly. At Marquette, yeah, I mean, in a blowout. They'll come into Marquette <laughs> and win. All Longhorns all across the board. Once again, that game is at 7 o'clock Central Time on Wednesday on FS1. Be sure to check that one out. It's in Milwaukee is actually where they're playing. Very interesting. That's what that is. Now we're going to move to college football, and it's the game I talked about earlier today in Max's main matchup. It's the Army-Navy game, the 124th installment of this great rivalry. Army is 5-6. Navy is 5-6. It's going to be played in Gillette Stadium, the New England Patriots Stadium, up in Foxborough, Massachusetts. The line right now is Army minus two, and the over-under is very low. It's 27 and a half. Looking like the University of Iowa spring game, you know. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) We'll see if it hits the under. Uh, I I actually think it will. The matchup predictor on ESPN right now has Army with a 61.7% chance to win this game. And I'm not going to lie, I agree with them. I think Army's going to win this game. 
I think uh, Brian Daly, their QB, will be able to control the ground game as well as get a couple throws through the air, you know, maybe one or two. But I think that Army's, uh, you know, lack of turnovers, I don't think they'll have a lot of turnovers in this game, whereas Navy <coughs> might turn the ball over a couple of times. So give me the Black Knights winning this game. I'm going to go I'm gonna go 13 to 10. So give me the under and give me the Black Knights. Aiden, who you got? Um, I'll take I'll take Navy in this game. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'll be. Let's see. I think the score will be twenty to twenty-three. Navy. Ooh, Ooh. good one. Okay, I feel like, over, I feel like this game is all about personal bias. You know, you don't really have to have a veteran per se in your family although shout out to all the veterans that serve our country but i feel like this game you know you grow up watching it and you just take a side and i've taken the navy side (laughs) uh granddad i'm sorry you know but navy always pulls out these jerseys you know a few years ago i remember the space force ones the uh the helmets with the different ships every single player they always show out with the jerseys they always look super fire sponsored by under armor so give me Navy beating the spread. Give me the Navy money line. I got Navy seventeen to thirteen. That's my final score. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Max here. I'm gonna go with Army. You know, uh, the Black. My boy Knights, Reese. My boy the, Reese. The Black Knights have really, uh, really showed a lot this season with with the offense. You know, Navy. Their last game, they got blown out fifty nine to fourteen. So I'm not so sure. I'm gonna go with the Black Knights thirty to thirteen. 30. Jeez. Yep. I'm going to go 30. I'm going to say. Has Army ever scored 30 ever? <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure. Wait, let both, me see. Both, both teams are five and six, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. So probably not. Probably not. I'm not going to lie. But. They scored 29. Let's go. Yay. Been okay. So Reese is projecting them to have a new season high in points against yep. Navy. <laughs> we'll see if that happens. But now we're going to move to NBA. And we're going to move to one of the games that caught my eye on Tuesday for the NBA in-season tournament. And it's going to be on TNT. And it's going to be between the no. Knicks, the New York okay, Knicks, okay, 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 okay. who are 12-7, and seven, and the Milwaukee Bucks, who are 14-6. and six. This game will be played in Milwaukee in Pfizer Forum. And it'll be at 6.30 tip time. And Milwaukee right now is projected 61% chance to projected to win this, according to ESPN. And there is, once again, no line for this game. So we're just betting straight up. I'm going to go with the Bucks to win this one at home. I went with them two weeks ago when they played the Celtics. Didn't go my way. But I'm going to go with them to win this one at home. That was a really bad pick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, against the Celtics, the Celtics are, they might very well just be the best team in basketball right now. But let me get the Bucks to be a Knicks team who's been really, you know, topsy-turvy, let's just say. they There's some nights they're really good, some nights they're very bad. So we'll see how it goes in this game. But give me Damian Lillard and the Greek Freak for a second time uh, to win this game over the Knickerbockers. And give me the Bucks. I'm going to say this game is 101 to 96. Who you got, Aiden? Yeah, um, I think I'll take. Uh, the Bucks as well. Um, they've been they've only lost like once in their past five games. Yeah. So I think they'll win a close one, 
108 to 103. I think that'll be the score of the game. Good I pick. Mean, good pick. Max, I think I think this is the best NBA game that you could have picked for us to pick on here. Um, but you know, personal bias always comes into a journalist's uh, job, and I just went to New York and I saw oh, Madison yeah. Square Garden. You know, saw Nick's gear every single corner that you go. Well, next to every 99-cent pizza store that you go to. But give me the New York Knicks winning this game. You know, last time these teams played on November 3rd, it went the Bucks' way. But the Knicks are going to win this game. Just, just give it to me. The Bucks, you know, uh, lost to the Bulls on the 30th of November. And the Knicks on a three-game win streak, you know, not against very good teams in the Hornets, Pistons, and Raptors. But Jalen Brunson is going to lead the Knicks to victory. Give me the Knicks 115-115 to 101. Jeez, blowing them out. I'm walking in. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, the Knicks, you know. I yes, got, sir. I, I'm going to go with the Knicks here, you know. NBA is unpredictable. Like, any night somebody could just lose. So, you know, I'm going to go with the Knicks. The Bucks. The Bucks are going to lose at home. I know they're not in one at home but they're going to lose their second game at home on uh, Tuesday night. Well, I mean, you know, we're kind of split on that decision, but I'm going to go with the Bucks. They're going to go with the Knicks. And now we'll move to the NFL, and this one's going to be between the Rams and the Ravens. And the Rams are 6-6, but coming off a big, big, huge win over the Browns today. Not even – it wasn't even really a close game. The Rams controlled it the entire way. Um, what's up? I was just saying Panthers and Saints. This is a good uh, one. <laughs> but anyways, the Ravens are nine and three and four and two when playing at home. Rams are three and three when playing away. Uh, the spread right now is heavily favoring Baltimore. Baltimore minus seven. The over under is forty four and a oh, half. Wow. Uh, the Ravens they've won four of their last five. Oh, wow. the Rams, yeah. They've gone on a three game. Why are we not picking the Eagles and Cowboys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't. We can't do the Eagles and Cowboys. I wish we could. But it's Sunday Night Football next week. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so we'll just enjoy that one. Stress-free. Right now, ESPN has the Ravens 76.6% chance to win this game, according to ESPN. Uh, but I'm going to go – I'm not going to lie. The Ra- I really want to pick the Rams because they've been playing really well recently. Puka, no- Puka Nakua uh, went off. I hope I'm saying that correctly. But he went off today. Um I'm going to go with the Ravens, though. I got the Ravens. Lamar Jackson's just been really impressive recently. They're coming off a bye week. So, you know, they'll have uh, – what's it called? They'll have, you know, some energy. And so give me the Ravens at home to win this one. I'm going to say – I'm going to say it's actually decently high scoring. Give me the Rams – or excuse me, the Ravens 28-24 to winning this one at home in Baltimore. Give me Lamar Jackson, baby. Now, Aiden, who is your pick? Um, I'll take the Ravens as well. Lamar's yes, crazy lately, and I say the score will be twenty-one to twenty-seven Ravens. Nice. I'm gonna have to agree with both of y'all here. Like Aiden said, Lamar Jackson has been absolutely balling out these past few weeks. You know, they got that heartbreaking loss to the Browns, but they absolutely. Blew out the Seahawks, blew out the Lions, and they're gonna blow out the Rams. Give me the Ravens, thirty-four to fourteen, and the Rams are reliving the Cowboy game against the Ravens. 
Go Ravens. Ravens. All right. So, yeah, <laughs> Ravens all across the board. Uh, and now we're going to move to our last game, and it's going to be Bills at the Chiefs. CBS nice. 325. The Bills have kind of been, you know, they've kind of been slipping up recently, you know, but uh, they had a tough loss in Philly against Philly, who uh, kind of questioning whether they're the number one team in the NFL or not after that loss today against the 49ers, but that's a whole different conversation. But the Bills are 1-4 and four when playing away, while the Chiefs are 4-2 and two at home in Arrowhead. Right now, they do not have a spread for this game either yet, but actually ESPN, this is very surprising, ESPN has the Bills as a 52.9% chance to win this game. And I'm not going to lie, I fully disagree with them here. I got to go with the Chiefs. Now, granted, the Chiefs do have Drew Tranquil. He is questionable right now, which that's a decent loss. They also got four other guys out. Uh, I know Derek McKinnon, but he's kind of like a backup to Isaiah Pacheco. So that's not a big loss. The Bills have no injured players, so that could play in their favor. But give me the Chiefs at home. I just trust Arrowhead. That place is going to be rocking. I see the ticket prices right now. That place is definitely possibly going to be sold out, honestly, by the end of this week. And so give me Patty Mahomes, Isaiah Pacheco, and Travis Kelsey. Although, Taylor Swift, I hope you you don't get mentioned a lot. Nothing against you. It's just everything against you. But give me the Chiefs to win this one at home. I'm going to say they win it. Mm, I'm going to say 27 to 20. These games between Josh Allen and Patty Mahomes are always good ones, but give me 27 to 20. Chiefs. Aiden, who you got yeah, for the last um, pick of the day? I got to go with the Chiefs as well. Um, you know, every time I watch the Chiefs, it's basically just showing Taylor Swift the whole time. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I'll take the Chiefs in a close one. I think uh, – I don't know. It's hard to say because it is a, it is a hard fought game every time. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, 100%. I got the, I got the Chiefs by a touchdown and a field goal winning. There you go. All right. I'm. I have another personal bias right here. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the Bills going into Arrowhead at the prime time of CBS. Tony Romo and Jim Nance calling the game. You know they'll be. Uh, talking very good about Patrick Mahomes the entire game and probably talking about Taylor Swift. But Travis Kelsey is nice – the receiving team. core for the Chiefs is not it. Sky Moore as your wide receiver one. Like, Sucks. Come on. on. Stefan Diggs against Sky Sucks. Moore. Yeah. Josh Allen. Yeah. 3,200 yards and 24 touchdowns. I know he throws picks, but this Bills defense is also legit. And we'll get a bunch of turnovers – against this Chiefs offense. And, you know, Tredavious White coming back, I think he came back, didn't he? Uh, uh, yeah, no, no, I think no, he got yeah, injured. Yeah, he's – Well, Wait, Jordan Boyer, Micah Hyde, and I want to highlight someone that doesn't get talked about a lot. Uh, I saw him what's – his, what's his name? Terrell Bernard. He is the most underrated player in the NFL right now. He has 104 tackles and three interceptions as a linebacker. And you don't see a lot of people talk about him for defensive player of the year. So, give me the Bills. Going to the Arrowhead. Crushing the hearts of all the Swifties that are going to be there. All the people tuning in that love the Chiefs because of Taylor Swift. The Travis Kelsey fans. The New Heights podcast listeners. Our podcast is better. Go Bills. Bills mob. Stand up. 
31 to 24. Kansas City Chiefs, what happened? How do you lose to the Buffalo Bills? Oh my God, you guys are poverty. Two weeks in a row, you guys are going to lose. I'm going to go with the Bills here. It might snow in this game. I hope it does. That'd be nice to see another snow game uh, to back back weeks in a row. But I'm going to go with the Bills. I'm going to say Bills win 31 to 28 in Arrowhead. Yeah, I mean, now looking at it, the Chiefs are about to lose to the Packers as we speak, as we're recording this. So, I mean, maybe... Yeah, we'll see what happens with that game, the Chiefs and the Bills. But that's going to do it for prize picks. Uh, Thank you so much, Aiden, for joining the call. We hope to have more guest pickers come coming soon. But we like that you were our first one to start it off. And now, Taylor, why don't you go ahead and outro the show? Yep, that's going to do it for episode... Frick. That's going to do it for episode 12 of the Tiger's Den. That was a great episode. You know, debuted it. Debuted, excuse me, a brand new segment. Debuted guest pickers and fans. If y'all want to be guest pickers, just reach out to us at our fan mail account that Max is going to talk about. And, I mean, just reach out to any of us on Snapchat, Instagram, anything that you can get in touch with us with. We'll be glad to have you. Thank you so much, Aiden. We hope you have an amazing night and an amazing week at school. And listeners, have a blessed week, like always. Yeah, thank you guys for allowing me to be on this podcast. Yes, sir. I, I I love podcasts. I I try to listen to them a lot of times when I get bored. But I think we should, um, you know, I think we should do something like this for the semifinal games that's coming on New Year's Eve. One hundred percent. Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Aiden. Thank you, Aiden, for being on the podcast. And like Taylor said, yeah, we do have a fan mail account. But honestly, that's probably not the best way to reach out to us. Obviously, we know this is a school-sponsored uh, podcast and school-based podcast. So if you know us at school or see us at school and you listen to the podcast, just come up to us. We don't bite. And as hey, I would like to pick some football Max games bites. or some basketball games. Yeah, maybe sometimes I do bite. But anyways, Taylor and Reese don't bite and me most of the times. But, yeah, we'll probably <laughs> I'm actually going to talk to our CTSO Dillard about possibly linking our – uh, contact information to our podcast and we'll see about that in the coming days but be tuned for that but yeah we would love to keep doing this in the future Aiden if Aiden you want to come on again we would love to have you but yeah like Taylor said that's going to do it for episode 12 of the Tires Den and we hope y'all enjoyed this podcast we hope y'all have a great week and with that we're saying see ya thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Tigers Den podcast New episodes dropping every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Central. Also, be sure to check out our other podcast, Play Callers, where we interview a coach from Auburn High School football. Be sure to check out those episodes dropping every Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Central on all platforms.